The unjust shot took the life of a very young, beautiful girl with a bright future ahead of her. And the killer is a tech-deck star. Beware, dear reader, for the tale I am about to recount will chill you to the very bone. The name Snow the Saw Queen may be familiar to you, with over 1.6 million followers on TikTok. Alas, Snow's notoriety extended beyond their reckless stints and into the realm of cosplay. But it was a young woman with a bright future who paid the ultimate price for their dangerous games. One fateful night, she met her untimely demise at Snow's hands. Prepare yourself. For the case I present to you today is unlike any other I have covered in this space. Our investigation into Snow's heinous crimes has taken us deep into the bowels of the internet, revealing a story of obsession, madness, and murder. The tragic tale of Snow the Salt Queen, also known as Yandere Free, will send shivers down your spine and haunt your dreams. But be warned, dear reader, for this is just the beginning. Each day I will share with you tales of horror both solved and unsolved. So take a deep breath, gather your courage, and join me as we journey into the depths of darkness and despair. This is the story of Snow the Salt Queen, a name that will forever be etched in infamy. The case in today's tale take place in Houston, Texas. Even though we've traveled through this city previously, Houston still has a lot to offer. The city has an abundance of jobs in the technology business as a result of the state's rise to prominence in the fields of research, information technology, ID, and space. Because to Houston's location in a humid tropical climatic zone, the city's summers may get rather warm, and it is not uncommon for the city to be hit by severe storms such as hurricanes and tropical cyclones. But other than that, the climate here can be rather agreeable, and inhabitants of Houston have their pick of more than 300 parks to visit while basking in the warmth of the sun. It's quite cool that the city has a pool in the shape of Texas. It's even a feature of the city itself. And Helen made her home in the affluent western suburbs of Houston. Her parents, Philip and Susan, welcomed their daughter Helen into the world in July of 2002. Both of them were geneticists at Baylor College of Medicine, which is located nearby. Helen was a youngster who was loved by many, and while she was growing up, she participated in a variety of activities that she enjoyed, such as going to the theater, swimming, music camp, and even robotics. She was a youngster who enjoyed putting all that she had learned to the test and was naturally highly inquisitive. As a consequence of the fact that her parents had a lot of money to spend on vacations, Helen was able to start seeing the globe at a very young age. She went to a lot of different places, including Japan, Croatia, and Norway. And it was on these excursions that she first felt a connection to Japan and the culture of that country. Her early childhood was full of joy and success, but at the age of 11, when Helen entered an Audi International Middle School, the cracks started to show in her otherwise quite ideal existence. She was extremely outgoing, kind, and courteous, but it was clear that she did not anticipate the fact that some people may be quite the opposite. Misophonia is a disorder in which individuals experience tremendous anger and disgust 
when they are faced with the noise is generated by others. Helen eventually found herself the target of bullying, and to add insult to injury, she also developed the condition. Misophonia is a condition in which individuals find themselves the target of bullying. Helen entered her teenage years with these responsibilities, and shortly thereafter, she began to identify as pansexual. A pansexual is a person who experiences attraction toward others regardless of the gender of the object of their desire. Helen also started to identify as non-binary, which, despite the fact that neither of these words should ever be regarded as having a negative connotation, it appears that for some people it was. After Helen started dating someone of the same gender, she noticed an increase in the amount of harassment she received from other individuals. Helen was about to enter the eighth grade when her body, who went by the name Bailey, extended an invitation to her to attend a local convention. This convention is devoted to cosplay, also known as costume play, which is a kind of performance art in which players dress up as characters from media such as anime, video games, television, and movies. This was a topic that really piqued Helen's curiosity. In a world where she was experiencing anguish and despair, there was another, parallel universe where she could forget about who she was and take on the identity of someone else. Additionally, the subculture of cosplay has a significant amount of popularity. Since 1984, when it first became known as cosplay, the popularity of this topic has done nothing but increase while the years have passed. In point of fact, it happens a great deal more frequently than you may imagine. Simply donning a Spider-Man costume and a morph suit qualifies as participation. The world of cosplay is currently valued more than $5 billion, with projections showing that figure will rise to upwards of $32 billion by the year 2030. The community of people who participate in cosplay is home to an incredible quantity of creative individuals. Conventions, stores, blogs, online communities, and even entire neighborhoods, such as Tokyo's Akihabara, have been created solely for the purpose of cosplay. And because the world now revolves around the internet, this group is extremely linked on platforms such as Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok amongst others. The fact that Helen found out about the world of cosplay was a significant turning point in her life. Although she would maintain her high level of academic achievement at school, she would now direct all of her social attention into this community. As a result, Helen's social circle grew significantly larger over the course of time. The number of people who follow Helen's Tech Tech channel is now above 120,000. Helen would gradually become more well-known in the cosplay scene over the course of time, during which she would also make a large number of new acquaintances. Two years later, when they were both in the 10th grade, one of those new bodies introduced themselves as Snow. Their parents had originally given them the name Marianne Oliver, Snow, but they later changed it so that they are now known as Snow the Salt Queen, Yandere Free, or just Snow. A yandere is a type of character in Japanese fiction that starts off sweet, caring, and lovely, but evolves into someone who is aggressive and obsessive over the object of their affections, 
Snow is someone who identifies as non-binary as well. They were locals to the region and would frequently meet up with Helen to hang out. They were both born in September of 1998 and also originated in Houston. Within the realm of the cosplay community, Snow enjoyed an extraordinary amount of success. In point of fact, their presence was absolutely monumental. Snow had accumulated over 1.6 million followers on TikTok throughout the course of their time on the platform by creating their own costumes and interacting with other cosplayers. In addition, Snow had over 60,000 followers on Instagram and over 15,000 subscribers on YouTube. They frequently dressed up as fictional characters, such as Junko and Oshima from Danganronpa and D. Vaugh from the video game Overwatch. Snow has also referred to themselves as the real Junko and Oshima from the popular video game franchise Danganronpa. Danganronpa is a game in which high school students are forced to kill each other in order to escape a sealed school. And despite the fact that Snow had a sizable fan base, the band was also mired in a number of deeply unsettling conflicts. Snow had a bit of a reputation for dressing up as teenage characters and taking nude pictures for fans who were prepared to pay them significant sums of money in exchange for the images. And despite the fact that naked photo sessions aren't always a bad idea, many people found it highly disturbing because the models were so young when they posed for the photos. Putting this matter to the side for the moment, one of the most contentious events that took place prior to the year 2021 was in the year 2019, when Snow and one of their other friends went to West Hill Cemetery in the state of Texas. During this trip, Snow videotaped themselves sitting on their behinds and kicking gravestones while dancing on graves while dressed in cosplay costumes. They also pushed their boots against the gravestones. And after sharing this footage to social media, the cosplay community would respond to Snow's actions with a significant amount of resistance and pushback. And even while it's possible that some people won't find it offensive, the fact remains that Snow acted disrespectfully and without remorse when she danced very literally on the graves of those who had passed away. And to make matters even worse, when hundreds of Snow's classmates voiced their disapproval of his activities, Snow issued a statement saying that they received permission to pose on those graves from the cemetery. This only served to make the situation even more precarious. However, much to Snow's astonishment, the superintendent of the cemetery sent out an email very quickly after this to refute the accusation and also threatened to arrest Snow if they ever did it again. Snow would continue to make fun of anyone who expressed displeasure with their behavior and would continue to inflame the matter on both Instagram and TikTok. And further animosity was discovered after it was said that they planned a charity event for their ill kittens but then kept the money for themselves instead of giving it to the cause. In spite of all of these difficulties, it didn't take long for Helen to start getting along well with Snow and the two of them quickly began spending a lot of time together. Approximately at this time, Susan became aware that her daughter was engaging in some peculiar behavior. 
The truth of the matter was that Snow and their friends would regularly partake in risky behaviors such as drinking beer and using marijuana, both of which ultimately made their way to Helen. Friends outside of this circle would also point out that Snow and company seemed to be high or intoxicated practically all of the time, and this further contributed to the tension that already existed between Helen and her mother. Moving on, we will arrive in the year 2020. Helen had been accepted to Oberlin College, which is located to the south of Cleveland, after she had worked extremely hard during her academic career. As a result, Susan was able to assist her daughter in making the move from their house in Houston to one in Ohio by the fall of the same year. Due to the fact that both of Helen's parents had a significant chance of contracting the coronavirus, she had been staying at Snow's house for the last several weeks. Helen made the decision to stay with Snow when they were required to observe the quarantine. The argument that took place between the mother and daughter over Helen's previous option in France was in the recent past, but it was now in the past. It was time for her to begin a new life at college, where she would perhaps meet new people she could call her friends. This desire would be supported by the early days when college started. Helen gradually decreased the amount of stuff that she posted online, and it looked that she was forging new connections in her new city. However, as November approached, a new wave of COVID cases also began to emerge. This is quite sad. This meant that Oberlin College had to be closed down, and as a result, Helen would have to return to Houston and to Snow's house, where she would be able to complete her studies in an online capacity. The news was not good for Helen's growth in either an educational or, maybe, a social capacity at this point in time. But if Helen has a bit of good fortune, perhaps she will be able to enroll in college again in the coming year. Helen's studies were not helped by the fact that she was doing them at Snow's residence. Due to its rural location, it was a significant distance from the city and all of the services it offered. The fact that Snow and the other housemates spent most nights drinking or getting high for there increased the likelihood that risky behavior would occur. It was said that the location smelt like cat pee as well. Helen, despite this, attempted to make it work in her favor. After all, Snow was a close friend of hers. It's possible that she has a long history of making poor decisions. She acted in a very careless manner, and her present way of living was not at all conducive to a healthy existence. But Helen may choose to disregard this for the time being. The 17th of January, 2021 would bring about a change in all of that, unfortunately. Helen was spending the evening on Thursday with Snow and five of their other mutual friends in the least house that Snow had. The party had been drinking since the previous afternoon, and they were currently confined indoors. And when the city of Houston began to settle down for the night, the group would continue drinking well into the night while watching a few movies. As the clock struck 12, the group came to the consensus that they would now watch Gotham, a spin-off television series centered on the fictional city of Batman. The beverages for the evening consisted of vodka and DR. Pepper. And by this point, the majority of the participants had already been intoxicated. 
But drinking wasn't the only thing Snow had been doing in the recent hours, he'd also been consuming marijuana. Snow stumbled upon their ex's Glock handgun as she and a pal were hanging out in the garage. The gun belonged to their ex-boyfriend. And in that split second, Snow removed the firearm from its carrying case and brought it inside with him before continuing to watch the movies. Around one minute after one in the morning, Gotham was still playing, and the happy party was still chatting and goofing off. After some while, Snow recalled that they had a pistol in their pocket. They drew it out, and immediately started playing with it in various ways. People were aware that the pistol was present, and this wasn't the first time that Snow had displayed it at social gatherings. In fact, he had done it previously. After being requested by a common friend to shoot them with the gun, Snow, who was in a drunken and high condition at the time, replied by bringing the handgun up to their head before lowering it. Helen supposedly responded, Oh, do me, in an effort to blend in with the environment at the time. Snow whisted to her right, brought the pistol up to Helen's head, and pressed the trigger on it before turning back to face Helen. It turned out that the weapon was loaded despite the fact that the owner believed it was empty. Snow was so overcome with shock and amazement that she had unintentionally shot Helen in the head. Helen looked to have passed away as she suddenly lost consciousness and slumped to the ground, causing blood to stream across the carpet. Immediately after this, the police were summoned, and once they arrived, Snow would declare in official declarations that they thought the pistol was empty and that they had not intended to shoot Helen. Snow thought she was in the clear. It would appear that their ex-boyfriend had stated that he had removed all of the bullets from the magazine. Nevertheless, this is only one of several instances in which Snow did not think enough critically. It is a frequent misconception that if a magazine is removed from a handgun, all of the chambers will be empty and the weapon will be rendered harmless as a result. This is an incorrect assumption. However, the truth of the matter is that even after emptying, there is a good chance that a bullet will still be ready to fire in the chamber, and in this instance, that was indeed the case. After the arrival of emergency medical professionals at the property, Helen would be found to be alive, but very barely, and the results of the MRI scans that were performed at the hospital revealed that there was virtually no activity in the patient's brain at all. After being placed on life support, Helen regrettably passed away two days later despite the treatment. On the 19th of January, 2021, around 5 o'clock in the afternoon, she died away. In the weeks and months that followed Helen's passing, very few people learned the specifics surrounding her death, such as how or by whom she was killed. In point of fact, Many of her former classmates at Oberlin College were under the impression that she had committed herself. And over on Snow's TikTok and Instagram pages, there was no indication that a terrible event had taken place in their life either. In point of fact, they continued to upload fresh films as if nothing significant had occurred. And despite the fact that Snow was charged with manslaughter, they were freed just two days later after posting a bail of $20,000, which meant that they were allowed to stay out of jail until their court appearance, which is slated to take place later. It was observed that four days after this occurrence, 
Snow uploaded a video on TikTok in which she announced that she would be taking a break from her music career. I'm not sure how long this will take, but be assured that I'll keep you all updated. However, much to the chagrin of many who were familiar with Snow, only three weeks later they would return to the site with fresh cosplay videos. The fact that some of these new movies were concentrated upon death and bodies is probably the most unsettling aspect of the narrative. They had resumed publishing movies of this nature despite the fact that they had murdered one of their bodies. After some time had gone, in August of 2021, the prosecuting attorneys filed a petition with the court to revoke Snow's release on the grounds that they had allegedly breached the conditions of their bond. These terms that were breached included failing to report to pretrial services, failing to comply with requirements for a curfew, and allowing the battery of the GPS tracker to expire, resulting in the device being out of operation for more than four hours. And as we moved forward into October of this year, the general public would gradually come to the conclusion that Snow was the one responsible for the killing of Helen. As a kind of protest, Snow canceled their accounts on the social media platforms TikTok and Instagram in an effort to put more distance between themselves and the growing anger. Since then, Snow has been removed off the website. In the meantime, Helen's loved ones and friends are left to pick up the pieces of their lives. And alas, it is the situation that we find ourselves in today. It is now unclear if Snow will go to court to defend themselves against the allegations of manslaughter in the second degree or whether they will enter a guilty plea. Because of the irresponsible behavior that led to their friend's death, Snow is facing a charge of manslaughter in the second degree, which carries a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison. It is quite likely that Snow will serve the whole sentence. On the other hand, even in the event that the defendant is found guilty, the term might be as little as two years in prison and a maximum fine of $10,000. Snow is someone who has frequently found themselves in the spotlight over problematic concerns, matters which are typically self-inflicted and are never dealt with grace or ownership by Snow themselves. Snow is a person who has repeatedly found himself in the spotlight over controversial topics. One issue on which everyone can reach a consensus is that alcohol and firearms do not go well together. Furthermore, regardless of whether you support or oppose the use of firearms in self-defense circumstances, a responsible owner would never allow a firearm to be accessed during times of impaired self-control. That, in my opinion, should be the takeaway from this case. Being careless when handling a firearm is incredibly risky and may have some of the most devastating effects on a person's life. And this takes us to the unfortunate person who lost her life in today's case, Helen. Helen had barely turned 18 years old when she passed away unexpectedly. She was just starting to come into her own as an adult and was well on her way to having a very rewarding life with a path toward professional achievement. Even though she was affected by the actions of bullies in her childhood and had memories of being bullied throughout her time at college, she did not allow those events to prevent her from continuing to be a nice person. In the end, she discovered that she was a part of a group that was probably not beneficial to her. 
and despite the fact that they were friends, Snow, who was 23 at the time, was a reckless being who was well known for acting without thinking. And it was this recklessness that, despite the fact that it was unintentional, finally led to Helen's death. In addition to that, this instance illustrates the links that social media influencers may go to in order to keep their popularity among their contemporaries. In spite of the terrible event, they continued on as like nothing had happened. The passing of one of their own friends was hiding under all of Snow the Salt Queen's illusions and deceptions. After an initial period of silence following Helen's passing, her family has recently given interviews to various news outlets in an effort to bring attention to Helen's life and commemorate her. And as for precisely what is going to take place with Snow, all we can do is wait and see what develops. I would like to express my gratitude to everyone who participated in today's case. The structure of this case was unlike any other I have encountered before. Despite the strange and tragic nature of the incident, I believe it holds an important lesson for all of us. The central theme of this lesson revolves around the dangers associated with uncontrolled weapon possession and the importance of prioritizing personal safety over friendship. I would appreciate your thoughts on Snow's actions in the comments section below. Although it may seem apparent that Snow's actions led to Helen's death were a mistake, it is worth considering whether anything could have been done to prevent this tragedy in the first place. Furthermore, I'm curious to know if you found this case fascinating or if you prefer more conventional true crime documentaries. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing to our channel. I strive to upload videos every day and would love to see you again in the future. Thank you for joining me today, and I look forward to seeing you again in the next case. Goodbye.